Hey there, if you're new, my name is Stephen Fraser and welcome back to season two of the podcast. You might have noticed the podcast title has changed. Fit Principle has gone under a bit of a rebrand in the time we've been away and we are welcoming it back with a new title. So this series is now called Moving Minds, Freeing Bodies. Our mission is simple, basically to harness the power of movement to improve well-being for everyone. I've been in the fitness games for around six years now, and what I've started to realize is more and more in fitness doesn't need to be complicated or cost the world. No matter what headspace or body shape you are in, movement is for you. As this podcast evolves, we want to motivate minds and celebrate unique bodies to build our community of movers. Because at the end of the day, we demand to feel good. Looking back on season one, we covered a lot of really useful tips and messages from a range of guests from sporting, fitness and psychology backgrounds, talking about how to overcome injuries and struggles to continue on their journeys. I think the more and more I listened back to each episode, it it became clear that, okay, movement and feeling good is our end product we all want to achieve, but we can't really get there without the framework and behavioural design systems we need within ourselves. Off the back of the last sort of what couple of years now, with all that's gone on in the world, wellness and well-being are definitely buzzwords within the health industry, and I think that's obviously a great thing that there's more and more kind of uh, attention being put on that idea. But what I'm wary of is everyone potentially taking that and trying to sell your product to solve those problems. I think. That can be quite kind of fundamentally flawed if you don't have that foundational knowledge of yourself, your own kind of human design and how it works. And what what, what products, I guess, will work best for your body? I've always been very honest with my clients and friends if they talk about a certain diet, trend or supplement that claims to change someone's life. I think that kind of that honesty has come from my background so to give you a bit of an insight i used to work in digital marketing for about 10 years selling products to the general public i grew up in that culture of taglines and claims to help get our message across the line and ultimately sell products i think that kind of insider knowledge makes it very easy for me um to see through excuse my language the bullshit of a lot of these things out there If you follow me on social media, you might have seen me talk about the idea of research being greater than marketing. And I think that's always the case, but not necessarily always followed. But I think to to sort of talk about the the main thing um, of this episode, and this is where it gets kind of interesting, is the idea we are all, all human and it's not our fault that we are susceptible to a world of bias especially kind of cognitive bias within the health industry. So these biases result in our brain's effort to simplify the incredibly complex world that we live in. Um, Cognitive cognitive bias is a subconscious error in thinking that leads you to interpret information from the world around you and affects the kind of rationality and accuracy of your own judgments and decisions. As I was saying, as the biases are unconscious and automatic, Um, that kind of process designed to make decision-making quicker and more efficient. But we can kind of, we lose in making things efficient. We lose out a lot of that nuance, um, which potentially is what we need um, to make the right decisions for our own bespoke body and mind. 
And those cognitive bias can be caused by a number of different things, such as those mental shortcuts, either social pressures or our emotions. If we were to bring it back to that point earlier of research versus marketing, as humans, we lean in to trust the word of another human over cold heart statistics. We can hear about how someone had like the worst or best experience with a certain diet, new product or service, and take that as gospel that we'll get the same outcomes. Um, you almost need to take that kind of step back and recognize and analyze the information in front of you. Um, we need to kind of take both elements, so whether that is the data or someone's testimonial, as statements to compare rather than accepting that human element as fact. So for example, a classic one could be, uh, which is always comes around every kind of couple of years, is activated carbon and drinks um, as kind of a wellness property. You might see being marketed or talked about by friends as having all these wonderful properties to help bring you closer to that utopian state of human existence. But if you take that step back and look at the research, there is very little to no research to show the properties of detoxing and skin health exists. So this brings me on to one of the biggest forms of bias I see, and that is confirmation bias. It falls right into that human nature to feel special. So that's why it's really common to see in society. We want, as I said, to feel special and have the knowledge to be right in a certain topic. So what do we do? We search for information to support and confirm our thoughts and beliefs. We take a topic, look at 100 things about it, cherry pick the three that we believe are true, and then claim we are right. We kind of, we discard that 97 things that we didn't believe in, but I guess if you take a step back, are they actually wrong bits of information or just things that we don't believe in? We devaluate them in our mind as not being as important as the three things we picked out. And I think that's definitely a flaw in our reasoning towards products, fitness programs, the way even we treat our bodies. I mean, the list goes on. And I think this is, this is the biggest problem with searching on the internet. If you think Google is the mecca of confirmation bias, we type something in, we want to be true, and we get pages and pages of links confirming our thoughts. Maybe next time ask yourself, how many times have you searched for, instead of the benefits of a diet or a workout program, how many times have you searched for the flaws? How many times have you taken the time to understand someone else's viewpoint in an argument. I think that is uh, kind of the basis of why we have so much polarization in our society. It's because it is fueled by confirmation bias. So how do we get, I guess what we, we need to kind of understand is how do we get around that? And for me, that is going back to the cold statistics. As I was saying earlier, if we look at research over marketing, so we want to search for kind of blue ribbon journals or research experiments in the areas we are interested in. So you want to take the time to look at opposing views as, as well of kind of like qualitative data such as blogs and see it as scientific research, not emotional reading. So if you look at it and get annoyed at some of the thoughts, obviously that's a reactional thing, but see it as, okay, trying to rationale why they think like that. And I think from there, you can start to build up the skills to see marketing for what it truly is and understand how to use rationale and scientific thinking to design an environment for your own journey.
So hopefully that gives you something to think about and helps you understand how to kind of see data for what it is. Something that doesn't lie and can be useful in your decision making. As this is season two, you can always go back and listen to our chats um, from season one. And I look forward to also seeing you next week. Thanks again for getting to the end of another episode of Moving Minds, Freeing Bodies. If you want to find out more about Fit Principle, you can see us on Instagram at the Fit Principle, so that's F-I-T-T, or thefitprinciple.com. See you soon.